Diary of a Pandemic is a podcast and personal development community that lives at the intersection of three suppositions. The first is that there's a global pandemic happening as we speak that is reorganizing a lot about what we expect from the world. The second is that unconditional freedom is freedom in all conditions. The third is that the play between the first two is bound to create whole new possibilities for how we human. These are the daily chronicles of two transformational coaches as we pursue the path to unconditional freedom in the context of unprecedented times. I'm Kianga Ford. And I'm Rachel Paz. And together we'll explore both what new paradigms and possibilities are emerging in the world and what new desires and gifts are being germinated within us. Each day we'll answer the same six questions focused on who and how we want to be as we venture through whatever new life circumstances the Rona brings. We will meet those with full responsibility for what this moment wants to teach us about how to get free. Welcome to Diary of a Pandemic. Hello, hello. Hey, how's it going over there? going good we have like a legit spring day and it's early april and that never happens until the middle of may around here which is amazing because in florida we are really excited that the weekend is going to be in the 70s so people can actually go outside because today it was 91 in the midday and that was cooler than it has been so yeah Yeah, that's not what's happening I understand that there are lots of people who cannot relate (laughs) to the fact that like, you know, my dog stalled in the parking lot earlier and I was like, oh, is it time to start like touching the asphalt to see if it's too hot for my dog to actually stand on it? So I did. Turns out she had some other weirdness that was going on. (laughs) That is like the reality of the Florida summer where you're like, let me see if my creature can be outside. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I remember that from my days in Texas too. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk last 24 hours, woman. Yeah, you know, when we said we were going to do this every day, I was like, well, maybe that's too often. And then I'm like, oh gosh, I've lived another 17 lives since the last time I wrote. So might as well go ahead and drop in and talk about those <laughs> things. All right, but maybe I'll punt that to you first and just ask what was the thing that most stood out for you as you wrote about the last 24? Uh, There were two things. One was um, yesterday I went on a brief walk around my neighborhood, uh, just in the middle of the day and down the street, like around the block, um, I encountered um, a man wearing priest robes pacing in his driveway wearing headphones and I was sort of like I wonder what he's listening to and why is he wearing his priest robes when he clearly isn't going anywhere going anywhere (laughs) I was really confused anyways it was curious to me I was sort of like oh like and also why is he in his driveway but anyways um it was just a really I've never there was something very like um, serious and intentional about him and his demeanor that like had me just be like I wonder what he is up to at this moment and what's his experience of this right he's totally just getting ready to like go live on his YouTube channel <laughs> <laughs> memorizing some bible verses 
anyways, and then the other thing that stood out to me yesterday is, um, you know, I've, I've been exposed to some conversations where people are like, you know, no, nothing's coming up for me. I'm just like, haven't like, I'm having a good time watching YouTube and Netflix and like Marie condoing my closets. And, um, and I was like, huh, that's so interesting because like the people that I am in closest relationship to are getting their asses handed to them like <laughs> daily basis by this thing. And what that meant for me yesterday was that, um, was that I had to be really clear about like, what was, what was the best thing for me? Like what did Rachel need yesterday and how could Rachel be nice to herself yesterday as opposed to like, I really wanted to like hit the eject button from other people's personal growth yesterday. <laughs> mm. Like I felt like, especially um, like my ex-husband was having some stuff and I am the trigger of the stuff. And I was just like, eject, eject. I don't want to be in this game right now. Because <laughs> um, so it was sort of holding that balance of like, I got a lot of compassion for the people that are going through stuff. And I'm like, I got my own stuff and I need to be nice to me too. Mm. Yeah. So it's only day two, but I'm already pretty impressed by how I sit down and really earnestly tackle our six questions and I write down all the answers and I like reflect on it and I go back and I proof it because, you know, this is the life that I came from. And then we sit down on this live and all the things I want to talk about are not things that I've written down. <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> Does it really surprise you? I want it to surprise me, Rachel. Let me be. <laughs> okay. Uh -huh. So, just deeply, deeply amusing. So, as you talk about, like, what it is to hold space for other people in this time, I was just thinking I had four conversations yesterday, um, Zoom conversations with all the intensity of video interface with people that are not seeing a lot of other humans, um, with men who are considering doing my five week introductory men series. And they are just really reflecting all that's coming up in you know, some of our major consciousness shifts. And one of them is around that's been brewing for a long time. I mean, I talk about this all the time sort of the shift in levels of understanding about masculine, feminine relating. And I spent a couple of years feeling like I just couldn't give it away free, you know? <laughs> and now they're like there and they're at the threshold, but they're at the threshold with the, the whole of their lives and all of the, all of the intensity of this moment of transition. Right. And so the things that I have been holding space for in the last couple of days, I alternate between wondering, why do I feel so tired? <laughs> and remembering that I'm having these like incredible, like life cauldron conversations, right? With men who are not talking about these things with anyone else in their lives and maybe have never talked about these things with anyone else in their lives. And if you do anything like this, you know the hair singe of like getting all of someone's accumulated experience in one go. It's a lot of energy. <laughs> it's a lot of energy. So one of the things I did write about is how 
even though I feel very tired at the end of the day because I have put it all out there, I cannot sleep at night. And I like to refer to myself as a champion sleeper, like Olympic level. So I've never been something, someone that's like struggled with sleeping or struggled with insomnia. And so I'm now just like trying to find like the little portals. So at like nine o'clock, I was really tired. I was like, okay, I'm no more like brain amping up and like in the other directions because by 11 o'clock, I want to be winding this down. Well, by one o'clock, I was still awake. By two o'clock, I was still awake. At 4.18, I was convinced that I had like a scratchy throat and I could only have like these semi-conscious flashbacks of the moment when uh, my host here where I'm staying was cutting a watermelon and handed me a big slab of it with his hand and was like, don't worry, I washed them. And I was like, okay. So when I was still not asleep in the wee hours of the morning, my brain was like, okay, so was that a good idea? <laughs> watermelon! Who led to watermelon? early morning communion with oregano oil and tea tree up my nose, which actually helped me sleep. But then when my alarm went off a couple of hours after that, I was not that enthusiastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, well, we got some full moon stuff going on too that messes with sleep patterns. Yeah. Yeah. And I noted that um, as we wrote today, like there is a way that I definitely feel the last full moon having some influence. But I think something's been up with this pretty much since we started like this turning in, you know, and the outside world just started to get more and more quiet. Yeah. There was a kind of quietness out there today that I was like, wow, that's, and not just quiet, like, like a quiet stillness that just had me kind of get out and was like, oh yeah, this is the place that used to be. I don't know what we're coming to, but I was in a shopping plaza that has like a grocery store and a mall and a pet shop and a frozen yogurt place and a real estate place and a hair salon and a nail place and like probably eight restaurants and like a cold stone creamery right it's it's kind of like your little like florida style um commercial village right where you can go out and do all the things and the grocery store is on the far end of it and people were only really moving on the grocery store end there were a few cars in the parking lot and um you know, like the restaurants are open for takeout, but nothing else is happening. So I just kind of did, oh, there was an IV bar there and the IV bar was open and the pet groomer was open. It's not the one I went to. Although I was like, hmm, that's maybe the one I should have gone to <laughs> given everything else that actually transpired. Um, but yeah, there was just this kind of like ghost towny, quiet feel and just noticing like, you know, and I don't know if it's like the, the landlords of these commercial spaces, but like each plaza kind of has its tone, right? There was a plaza I was in a couple of weeks ago that was like, we'll all be open again by April 1st. We'll see you then, like that kind of thing. And these guys, one of them was like, oh, as of March 21st, we will be closed indefinitely, right? To support the health of our clients and employees. And yeah. 
just noticing like the kind of evolving tone of we're shutting it down for a week to not sure when we'll see you. Peace. (laughs) (laughs) There was something for me that was just kind of nice about like getting to like stretch my legs and like stretch my body in the quiet for a moment. I didn't stay long. I maybe walked around for seven minutes, you know, and then got in the car and tried to head back home. Also because in this new era, there are no such things as public restrooms. (laughs) So I was like, I can't be hanging out out here. I think I gotta go home. (laughs) My water intake says it's time to leave. Of course, I didn't make it all the way there because that's when I got the call from the groomer about the nicking incident. Doggy drama. So much has happened. So much has happened. What else you got over there? You know, I don't know. Other than like, what what do I want to say? The world is different and is is exactly the same in some ways, right? (laughs) I went out last night for a walk on the beach with my kiddo and like I said, it's been a little warmer here than we're used to. And um, as we were coming back, the sun was setting and there were like people sitting on logs and having beverages and enjoying the sunset. And I was like, yeah, everybody's just trying to like do their best to like live, live the way that they want to live. Right. And um, within the new parameters. And, um, and I think that there's like, there's something really, um, there's something really beautiful about that. Like how, I think it's really clarifying what's important to us, like the places that we really value and, and the things that we value and, and the ways that we spend our time. Right. Um, uh, and I think there's also like an index of um, what you anticipate from your population. So I'm in central Florida, about 30 minutes away from Daytona. <laughs> so we went into, um, like sort of the beginning of East Coast quarantines. We were number five there for a while in terms of like states most impacted. And we started to go into our self-isolation phase right as spring break was on its way up. So our beaches are all officially closed because there was no way to just discourage the volume of people that were expected, right? Like Mm -hmm. on a one-to-one choice. So I haven't gone out there to test it, but it wasn't left up to, um, yeah, the kind of personal discretion that I imagine this nice watery area in a much less (laughs) densely populated and less visited area might be. Mm -hmm. Well, and a different kind of beach, honestly, like a lot more rugged, like not a beach that you would go to and like lay your towel out in the sand and like (laughs) spend the day. So like more of a hiking beach than a a sunbathing beach. Yeah, totally. I get it. I get it. But you know, when it first started and people were like, okay, well, we are not supposed to go to all these places. People just started to head to the beach instead. Mm hmm. Right. So it became like the most population dense place um, for a minute. Well, and even in like in the Seattle area, you know, with um, Google's tracking data, they're seeing that like when when lockdown was implemented, right, all of the all of the um, 
all of the travel to places like workplaces, uh, restaurants, like all of it shrunk mm-hmm. and um, the travel to recreational areas has stayed exactly the same. Hmm. So people definitely are not doing less of that around here. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Our temperatures are also escalating. So it's the time of year that Floridians would start retreating inside anyway. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's interesting to notice. Yep. Anything else in your uh, recount today for today that you want to share? What do I want to share? Uh, I think, I mean, I think I mentioned it earlier, but I think one of the things that I've been focused on is like doing the things that I want to do just because I want to do them. Mm-hmm. So like I hung out with my kid last night because I wanted to, I took a bath in the evening because I wanted to, like, I, I'm finding that more and like, there was a time period, I think, where I sort of shrunk back into, these are the things that need to get done today. And this is the space I have for them. And so here's how I'm going to tackle them. and. Um, and then in the last couple of days have been more like a, what do I feel like doing right now? Okay. I'm going to do that. Um, and that has felt really good and it's felt really, um, it's felt really important, right? That sense of choice in all of it has become quite critical in my world. Totally. I think for me, choice is showing up in a slightly different way, which is, you know, without, live events to run without the kind of level of collaboration and coordination that I was doing. I have the space to go back and handle some things. There are all these things surrounding my mom's estate that need attention um, and that I had been so busy that it was easy to justify putting them off. And now they're more front and center and I'm just willing to tackle them. And there's this like sense, it's like, well, there's no need getting worked up about it what's the worst that could happen, right? It's like, <laughs> I'm talking to a bank that maybe not, may not exist, you know, in a little while on inside an economic infrastructure that maybe won't exist in a little while. Like, I'm just having a conversation, right? Like, we just don't know what's going to happen. You and me on this call, you and me in the whole world. Let's just talk about it. Yeah. We're all just bringing our best to the table at the moment, right? (laughs) I didn't hear the last thing you said, Rachel. It started kind of um, fragging a bit. I said, we're all just bringing our best to the table at any given moment, right? With what we've got. Yeah. And I I think, you know, the, the thing that made me think about that was, you know, you're talking about remembering choice, right? And things are slowed down enough that like everything that we're doing, it's possible to just like pause that beat and remember choice, even if it's just like how I'm feeling in the moment, you know? Yeah. Like, so I don't know if I explained the, the whole saga that I left my little dog at the groomer and they nicked her ear and the ear for dogs is very vascular. So it started bleeding. So then they rushed her over to the in-store vet who like surgically glued her ear back together and didn't finish her haircut. So she's got like one ear done and one ear not. They put a cone on her head and they gave her all these painkillers and she's on antibiotics. (laughs) She's just a great kerfuffle of drama for a dog that I just wanted to help be cooler in the Florida heat. Um, You know, and I went back and there was, all this anticipation 
um, on the part of like the manager, on the part of the, the vet tech, on the part of the poor groomer, right? That like, I might come back and be irate at what had happened to my pet. And I was just like, no, it just felt really weird when the groomer wouldn't look at me, right? Like I thought the manager handled it really well. We get a free groom. I want to recommend that this is not a great way to get a free groom anywhere for anyone. <laughs> And I thought she'd done a great job. And I was like, you know, the only thing that I would recommend to you is that it just felt odd for the person that I had given my dog to, to not be willing to address me, right? To say like, oh, hey, I'm sorry that happened. And she was like, oh, it's just a, a kind of chain thing. I have to speak to you first because people can get really irate. And, you know, now essentially that we know that you're not going to go postal here, the groomer can come out and talk to you. And <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, just this kind of, of moment of being like, yeah, no, we just, we need to clear it. Like as much for the groomer as for me, like she doesn't need to take that with her either. Right, like a mm -hmm. sense that she did something or negatively impacted, you know. It's like, oh, it's just that moment of humanity, and it was it was nice to see that all get resolved, right? Even as people have this kind of apprehension of, we're generally not sure how people are going to behave, and now in these super weird days, we're just braced. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how how that shifts over time. I think. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm For sure. All right. So what I am going to hope for is greater mundanity to share with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Not likely, viewers, <laughs> but I will continue to just show up and let you know what's happened out here. All right. More tomorrow, my friend, then. Awesome. Talk to you soon. Okay. We'll see you back here again tomorrow for the next installment of Diary of a Pandemic. If you want to connect with us about working together, joining us live on the podcast to share your own answers, participating in the free community as you document your own journey, or really anything else, drop us an email at becomingfreehumans at gmail.com or through the messaging function of whatever app you're on to listen. See you tomorrow.